When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and this morning we are fortunate to catch some time with best-selling author Alice Hoffman, who is here to chat with us about her work and about a very important event she is hosting on June 4th. It's called Pink Pages. It's an evening hosted by Alice and featuring a number of celebrated authors and all to benefit the Hoffman Breast Center at Mount Auburn Hospital. Alice, what a pleasure to have you as our guest this morning. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here. Well, I have to just take a quick step back before we talk about your your event, uh, which I want to get to. But I have two daughters who were absolutely obsessed with the movie Aquamarine, <laughs> based, <laughs> based, of course, on your novel. That movie was so endearing. I got sucked into it, too. I watched it I don't know how many times. Hard to believe, though, when I was looking it up, that it was over 10 years ago now. I know. It, you know, it's funny because so many girls fell in love with that movie. It's really about girl power and sisterhood and best friends. And there aren't that many movies like that these days. That's true. And you've had several novels that have been adapted into film, uh, not just that one, but but a lot of them. What's it like to see celebrities sort of bring to life the characters that you create in your mind in your novels? Oh, it's, it's really a great experience because there you are, you know, you're sitting in a room alone, you know, writing, and then all of a sudden there are like hundreds of people who are employed due to this thing that you imagined in your room by yourself. And, you know, actors are saying the words that you thought of. And, you know, I mean, it's very exciting. I mean, I always feel like the, uh, the book and the movie are two completely separate things. Right. Do you weigh in? Like, do you get to weigh in on who's cast or, or sort of how the movie goes? I have to say, I have to say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you know what? I think that's your dog, Shelby, who I know has um, her own Instagram account. <laughs> so is. what she wants to do is have a voice in this. She does. You know, it's funny. <laughs> she has an Instagram page. I know. I saw that on your website. <laughs> yeah. And it's Ms. Ms. Independent Shelby. And she, whenever I go to give a reading, people are asking me, where is Shelby? So I don't usually bring her because she barks a lot. Well, like I say, she wants to have a voice. She wants to be heard. That's okay with us. So you're best known for your works that deal with sort of magic and and fantasy. Uh, Of course, Practical Magic was a huge success. That's the one adapted. I think it was Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman who were in that. More recently, you wrote the prequel, The Rules of Magic. I wanted to know what draws you to that particular genre. You know, it's funny. I I really think that what you grow up reading really influences you more than any other thing as a reader, but also as a writer. And I grew up reading fairy tales and magic. And for me, it just seemed like the normal thing to do when I started writing. I mean, that's what I was interested in. That's, those were the books that I loved. And, um, I, you know, I'm also, very, I also from, from the time I was little, I was very interested in the, the whole idea of what a witch is, you know, it's kind of an iconic figure and so many little girls are like obsessed with witches and interested in witches and you know it's it's really the only female iconic figure that has any power so it was really fun to write practical magic and then the rules of magic that's true I hadn't thought about it like that and even the whole concept like the good witch and the bad witch um, all of that but all of them having the one thing in common is having power 
having power. Yeah. And that's really rare, and especially for little girls to find that kind of figure. So it's funny because Practical Magic really became, had like a cult following as a film and as a book. And, you know, my readers were writing to me and asking me if I would write another one. And I, so I decided to go back in time and write The Rules of Magic, which takes place in the 60s, which is my favorite era. Yeah. The time I grew up. So it was very much, it was really fun to write. So it's the aunts when they're younger. Is that what it is? Yes, exactly. Okay. okay, got it. And I know a lot of your celebrities, like celebrities like Reese Witherspoon, I think she just picked your book as, as a selection for her book club. Oprah Winfrey um, what is a fan of yours. I think she had one of your books. Was it Here on Earth that was in her? Yes. Okay. Is that is being on Oprah's list of books, is that like the holy grail for writers? You know it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it how really can it is. not I mean, be? It's Oprah. Right. I mean, even without her show, you know, when she chooses a book, it is really an amazing thing for the book. And, you know, I I wish she still had her show because I always felt like her book club was really like a book club for people who didn't have their own book club and didn't, you know, needed advice about what to read. And she has great taste and brought a lot of writers who people hadn't read before to the forefront and she just did great things for reading in general, I think. Yeah, I agree. If you are just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We've been chatting with distinguished author Alice Hoffman. We've been talking about her novels, and there are a lot of them, including her most recent, <laughs> The Rules of Magic. When Alice isn't writing, she's often supporting other writers or working to raise funds for the Hoffman Breast Center at Mount Auburn Hospital. She's hosting a literary event called Pink Pages that will do just that. Let's continue on. I do want to talk about this event because this is pretty special. It's coming up quickly. It's on June 4th. You call it Pink Pages. Tell us a little bit about what people can expect, who's going to be there, what's going to happen. Yeah, well, we've been doing it really for 17 years, and we opened a breast center at Mount Auburn Hospital, which is a Harvard teaching hospital, because there there wasn't one when I had breast cancer 20 years ago. And um, so it's an amazing event. I think it's the best event in town. And it's um, this year <coughs> we're having an amazing group of writers. Celeste Eng, who just who is a wonderful writer from Cambridge, who wrote this book called Little Fires Everywhere, which Reese Witherspoon, I think, is making into a TV series. Yeah, it's a I wonderful think I heard that. Book. Yeah. yeah. And, <coughs> excuse me, and then James Carroll. You probably know he's written for the Boston Globe. He writes fiction. He writes nonfiction. He's an amazing, incredible speaker and writer. And then Claire Massoud, um, who is a novelist, who's one of my favorite novelists. Um, Also, Anne Leary. um, She's um, married to Dennis Leary, and she's funnier than he is, I think. And (laughs) she's a novelist and a nonfiction writer. She's been with us before, and she's amazing. And then um, Ben Mesrick. Who, um, oh, yeah, MIT. You know he, he I the, do, yes. The, yeah, he wrote the books that the film, The Social Network, about yep. Facebook was based on and about the MIT kids who went to Las Vegas. And, and like, beat the system. system. Yep. Yeah. I do know pretty, I do um, know Ben, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty incredible. And then um, also Christina Baker-Klein, who wrote this book called The Orphan Train, which I think sold 3 million copies. And most recently, she just wrote a book about, really about um, the painter Andrew Wyeth and Christina, his subject, is from her point of view, Christina's world, and it's it's a very fascinating historical novel. 
Unbelievable. So, but anyway, we, we what we do is we, we're, we're at the American Repertory Theater in, in Cambridge. Cambridge. Yep. And they have been really. We've had a really good friendship with them. They've been very kind to us. So it's tons of food, and then there you get to meet your favorite writers, and they sign books, and you can buy books, and then we have. Um, we have an event where people, they're not reading from their books, because that I think you can see anywhere. They're more doing things that they've never done anywhere else. Private, personal, funny, heartwarming. It's just a very special evening with these authors. Very intimate, it sounds like. It is. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. And I want to talk a little bit about um, all the proceeds are going to go to the Hoffman Breast Center, which is at Mount Auburn Hospital. Um, the the center was created, you know, through your vision, your family's vision. Talk a little bit about the center. What kinds of services can people get there and why it was so important to you? I just heard you say you're a breast cancer survivor, so obviously you have a personal connection. Yeah. Um, but talk a little bit about the center for people who may not know a lot about it. Yeah, well, you know, for one thing is it's a very personal and intimate place. where It's kind of like everyone knows your name. And I think when you're undergoing treatment for breast cancer, that is really important, not to just be a number. Also, it's a center where no one is turned away. And I think that's this day and age, that's really important. And there are services beyond, like, the great medical services, the great doctors. There's also um, a social worker. There's groups. There are, there are people who connect you if you need to have a wig, if you need to have transportation. It's really kind of a full-service breast cancer center and yet intimate. And I know a lot of people who, when they're going through something like this, it's very disturbing, It's of course, and it's scary. And you really want to connect with people who know your story and who know um, know what your treatment should be. And um, also at the event, we're, we usually have a breast cancer survivor speak, and we're going to do that again this year. Because I think, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, one in seven women are going to have breast cancer. And that means all of us are touched in some way, whether it's an aunt or a mother or a sister or a daughter. We're all touched by breast cancer in some way. And I think this is a way of really being united and helping this very special center um, that I think really matters. It's a neighborhood center, but it really services so many women, you know, in Cambridge, Belmont, Somerville, all, all around Boston and um, I think it's a very important event and a very, very heartwarming event. I think it's one where you really have fun also. Yeah, well, fun is important. You know, and I, I love that um, when you talk about um, breast cancer patients, and, I, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor, um, I, I love when you use the words intimate and, you know, it's a neighborhood center because I know when I was going through it, the important thing to me was the the human part of it, um, the psychological yeah. part of it. And, you know, that was really important to me. And I had a doctor who, you know, was great and, and, and gave me what I thought was very sort of specialized, intimate care. And you need that because the, the psychological piece is as big, if not bigger than the physical piece. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's, the psychological component is really important and this feeling that you're not alone. You know, I mean, many women are alone. And even for those who have families, you know, the families also have issues to go through when this is happening. So, you know, for me, I think Van Arbor and Breast Center is really a place where, like, the whole family is treated in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel alone. And you, I think that's part of what's the most important uh, about this center is because it's smaller and because 
you're not rushed through, you're not just a number. I think that really matters. I know it mattered to me. No, it mattered a great deal to me. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. If you're just joining us, this is Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and we've been chatting today with best-selling author Alice Hoffman. She lives here in Boston. She'll be hosting an important event. It's called Pink Pages. It's on June 4th. It's an evening with a host of celebrated authors. The proceeds will benefit the Hoffman Breast Center at Mount Auburn Hospital. We've been talking a little bit about that. I want to get back to our conversation, and I want to talk a little bit more uh, about your work because you've written over 30 novels, uh, a few young adult books. Uh, you've had some incredible success. And I want to ask you what you attribute that to because sometimes I think uh, writing is a funny is a funny thing. I mean, do you ever how do you stay motivated? it's it's such a it's such an independent kind of field. It's you. It's you, all you. That's a really good question. Sometimes I wonder that myself. <laughs> I, I just think that, you know, it, beca- it has become so much a part of my life and that I was a fanatical reader and now I'm kind of a fanatical writer. And it's not very different. You know, I, I always was an escapist writer and and now I'm an escapist. I'm an escapist. I mean, I was an escapist reader. Now I'm an escapist writer. I feel like I want to understand and go into different worlds, different worlds than my own. I, I don't write autobiographically. I mean, for me, I feel there's never going to be enough time to tell all the stories that there are to tell. So do you always write physically in the same place? Like, do you have an office or do you go to different places to draw inspiration? No, I usually, I like to write where I don't have a view and it's not too pretty, so I'm not distracted. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I, you know, I usually write like, you know, on the couch, in bed. You know, I feel like now that, you know, there are these portable computers, you can really, you can work anywhere on a train. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And I, I, I'm able to block out noise. In fact, sometimes I think noise helps me because it's kind of, I have to concentrate, um, harder, but you know, I can pretty much write anywhere. And you've been writing for a long time. When I read your bio, you've been writing, I think, since you were like 21, maybe even before that, but it's sort of when you really broke into it. So you've known from a very young age that this is what your calling was? Well, I never thought I could be a writer. I mean, I, you know, I was a working class girl. I never met a writer. I, you know, when when I was growing up, we, we, we hardly read women. I mean, all the women we read were either British or dead. So I didn't think I had (laughs) a chance, but you know, I never thought I'd be a writer. I just thought I'd be a reader. I actually thought I'd be a librarian. And um, that was because I was such a big, huge fan of my local librarians and felt like they saved me. You know, they allowed me to take out as many books as I wanted and write a library card. And um, I never really thought I'd be a writer. I just feel like it was extremely lucky. Well, there's luck, and then you got to back it up with the skill too. So obviously, well, you've got that. Because <laughs> you you're... know, I was I wasn't much of a student, and now you know, revision for me is like an endless term paper. So I think it's kind of ironic that here I am writing a term paper for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, I I saw something too that said you've been called America's literary heir to the Brothers Grimm. I think that's a pretty nice way to be described. I would imagine as a writer. Oh, it's so nice. I think it's lovely because I'm a huge fairy tale fanatic. So. I, I can't think of anything nicer. Which writers have inspired you the most through your career? Well, I think for me that for me the greatest living writer is Toni Morrison, and she has inspired me hugely mm-hmm. because I feel like you know when you read a Toni Morrison book, it's like you can tell it's her. She has a voice that's hers alone, and her language is so beautiful. And 
um, the stories that she tells are so powerful. So for me, she's the greatest um, living writer. You know, I, I was very influenced by science fiction and fantasy growing up and by Ray Bradbury, who I think is, was an amazing writer who I got to know a little bit at the end of his life. And um, he, he wrote Fahrenheit 451, which is an incredible book that I feel like everybody in high school should read. And if you ha- didn't read it in high school, you should read it now. And I was also really influenced by Wuthering Heights, which was my favorite book growing up. And, you know, the idea that this woman who had like no life experience, who lived in this little village, could write the greatest psychological novel ever written was was awe inspiring. Mm -hmm. Tell us, can you tell us what you're working on now? What's next? Any hints? Well, actually, I'm working on something really different. It's going to come out in September. It's called Fairy Knitting, and it's a book that I've done with my cousin, Lisa Hoffman. She's a master knitter, and I wrote fairy tales, and then she uh, designed and created garments that went with the fairy tales. Oh, that's a cool concept. Yeah, it was so much fun, and the, and, and the book is a gorgeous book with amazing photography. So I think it will appeal to, you know, to knitters and readers, and um, it's a gift book, but it, it's just so beautiful, and it was really fun to do, and that will be out in September. Awesome. So I want to recap the event a bit because we're running out of time. We only have a couple minutes left. So let's just recap the event that's coming up. It's called Pink Pages. It's a benefit for the Hoffman Breast Center at Mount Auburn Hospital. It takes place on June 4th at the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge. Uh, there'll be a bunch of authors there. We we talked about that. Of course, uh, you, Alice Hoffman, Ben Mesrick, Ann Leary, uh, among others. It will be emceed, I yes. believe, by Joyce Colhaywick, correct? Joyce Colhaywick has done it. I every year for 17 years. And you know, she's a three-time cancer survivor. And I think the most inspirational person I've ever met. And it's such fun and so great to have her there with us. Yeah, she is a crusader. I love her. Uh, She's great. And uh, everything kicks off around six o'clock. And if people who are listening want to get tickets, I just want to let them know how to do that. They can go online, mountauburnhospital.org, or you can call for tickets. The number is 617-499-5656. Once again, 617-499-5656. Alice Hoffman, it has been a true pleasure talking with you today. So nice to talk to you. I wish you all the best in your event and in your future work. We'll be looking forward to seeing what's what's next. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Sue Tab, and you've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. Thank you to author Alice Hoffman for being in the spotlight today. Remember that exceptional women are everywhere. We talk to celebrities and authors and CEOs, but we're also interested in your neighbors and coworkers and friends who are just quietly making an impact in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks to my producer, Kendra Petroni, and to all of you for listening. Be sure to join us every Sunday. Sunday morning at 7.30 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great day, everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.